Hey everyone, my name is Dave Nixon and welcome to another episode of the Peak and Flow podcast. Today I'm going to talk about infrastructures. Really what I'm talking about is childhood patterns. Now what is common to see and what is I think more common than actually discussed is people that had a pretty good childhood yet as an adult they've come up against challenges that they're actually really really struggling with that could be high levels of anxiety could be depression it could be crippling fear could be imposter syndrome it could be whatever terminology we want to label it anger anything that is deemed somewhat negative but is in a way stopping them from showing up and behaving uh, and living life the way that they really really want to so What's interesting with this, and I remember a little while ago, and I probably could have found the post on it, but I I posted about this simple concept, which is really pointing to childhood patterns. People may grow up with this idea of like, I actually had a really good childhood. Like, what's wrong with me? No No one treated me poorly. I had everything I needed. I had a pretty happy childhood, but now as an adult, I'm kind of crippled. I don't, I don't really know who I am or what I, what I should be doing. And I don't really trust myself or anything along those lines there's different variations of similar struggles or difficulties and so the interesting thing is that in today's society it's it may be easy to get caught up in this whole trauma and healing now I'm not attempting to simplify and I I always want to be able to talk about really difficult subjects and it's never going, it's simple, it's easy, you just do this. It's going, what's within your realm of responsibility? That's that's what I'm constantly going to be pointing to, right? And when we come to trauma and I'm going to quote Dr. Garbe, Garbe, Gable Mate on this, trauma is not what happens to you, trauma is what happens inside of you as a result of what happens to you. A big part of trauma is the meaning that we make about it. Massive part of trauma has to do with the meaning that we make about it. And so, and we know this because, and if you read The Body Keeps the Score, it gives you examples of this. The same thing might happen to two different people and they they have two different responses. One person finds it to be traumatic or more traumatic than the other person. It's not as simply on or off. It's not like black and white trauma or not trauma. There's varying levels and degrees of that, right? Even like there's been studies done on... Um, some of the survivors from September 11, as in the the children, survivors of September 11, and the individuals that got carried ended up having more mental health uh, challenges than those that even if they were holding a parent's hand, they could actually use their body, they could run away. In their mind, in short, they were actually playing a role in their own survival. They were, they were part of the, the hero in their story. They weren't being saved in, in, in something that was out of their control. And so we start to see that there's very a volume of various factors that can lead into what events are traumatic and what events are not traumatic, right? So given that, the way that we make meaning, once again, plays a massive role on this. So for those of us that may be in our adult years now and reflecting back i mean i have not met someone who is void of childhood patterns that's probably the fucking easiest way to put it and the word infrastructure is beautiful because it points to these structures of mind that we created in our infancy that may still be running the show and i'm still yet myself included to meet someone that has not or at least not in the past but does not have these showing up in different areas of their life and there's nothing wrong with that. It's not like this is like all these things to fix. That's not the case at all. It's just 
Are we aware of what's running the show when we react? And I want to talk through that today and give a couple of examples and then offer a couple of questions that might be worth leaning into to develop a bit of self-understanding and self-awareness around this subject. So we develop childhood patterns, funnily enough, in childhood, um, on behalf of still meeting certain needs. As a child, we still want to be approved of. We want to be loved. We want to be uh, safe. We want to be uh, accomplished. Whatever the case might be, there's many different needs that are attempting to be met in, throughout our childhood. Now, a question that's worth considering here in, in this is, which parent did you seek love from the most? It could be a general rule that we seek approval from a masculine figure and we seek love from a, ma- a feminine figure. Now, that's not always mum and dad in that in that sort of um, example. Uh, it, it could be, well, for, for me, after the age of 11, I had a single parent. So the the seeking of both of those things was kind of in the one person. And so that wasn't able to be fulfilled. And so I seeked it in other areas later in life and even in my teen years. And so... As I got older and reflected on that, I started to really understand, okay, hang on a sec, these challenges that I'm, that I'm having are on behalf of still seeking approval by a you know, mature masculine or still seeking love by a mature feminine or whatever the case might be. And it wasn't until I went through a certain amount of pain doing that sort of stuff that I'm like, man, it's time to grow up. It's time to realize that whatever the hell I'm seeking, is no, it's not outside of me. Because even if, even if this person out there does give me love, they don't actually go, here, here's a box, I put some love in it, and when I open the box, that love goes in me. Love is a feeling that I elicit within myself. They can't give me love, I give myself permission to feel it. Hear that again. They can't give me love, I give myself permission to feel it. So same for pride, same for approval, same for anything else. And so if we're seeking approval, if we're seeking validation outside of us, the challenge of that is that when we do get that... <clears throat> All we're doing is meeting a condition, the conditions of mind that we have created, usually from when we were younger, a less mature version, a non-current version. We built these strategies and conditions, and when they're met, then we allow ourselves to feel a particular way. So that's a really powerful and important component to understand. These people don't give us that. We allow ourselves to feel it. That feeling is on the inside. It's the same as said with frustration. If we go, that person pisses me off, that person frustrates me. No, they cannot frustrate you. I'm frustrated with my experience of this person because the challenge is as soon as I say to them, that person frustrates me, I, I hand my power over. I'm now um, at cause and effect of however they're behaving. It's like I'm out of control as opposed to understanding, hang on a sec, that person does X and when they do X, it triggers this response in me. What's that on behalf of? Where's that coming from? So that's an actual self-awareness, self-development, self-understanding practice as opposed to don't do that because it pisses me off. What I'm saying in that is you're not allowed to behave like that. So I'm going to, because I react a particular way, which I don't like, and I don't know how to control that. So I'm going to control you. Can you hear that? So... The important thing when we start to reflect on these areas of our life that may not be working or may no longer really be relevant or valid isn't so much that we need to have anything to fix or anything to change. Really, it comes down to self-understanding. And that sounds a little um, esoteric or cliche, but 
it, it's funny when we be, when we build awareness, right? I'll give you heads up: awareness, acceptance, action. That's the process. So with awareness, when I become aware of something, I go, oh, I do this thing, I hate it. How do I stop doing that? How do I change it? How do I how do I reject it? Is actually what I'm saying. It's actually that keeps happening because I've resisted it, because I've rejected it. So it's actually the integration, it's the acceptance that allows me to understand why I do it. What's the value behind this way of thinking? What's the value behind this behavior? What's the positive intention? Now, what's really important when we consider our positive intention is that, and I've had this in many various coaching conversations where I'm like, right, so is that this type of thinking? Is that this type of um, pattern of thinking? And the person may go, oh, yeah, it is. It's like, so what's the positive intention of that then? They go, well, clearly there's none. It's like, okay, so I'm not asking what is the positive outcome because it sounds like there isn't any positive outcome. Otherwise, you wouldn't be in this coaching conversation. I'm asking if at some point that way of thinking served you, what would the intention of it been when you first started doing it? Another way to think about that or another question you could lean on is when I get upset, when I, when I feel a particular way that I no longer want to feel, when I get triggered, how old do I feel then? Somebody says something to me and I react. If I was to catch that in that moment and ask myself, how old do I feel right now? Is it your current age? Is it where you're at right now? Or do you feel much younger? And if so, what age? Now, that doesn't mean that that means at that particular age you that you made all this meaning and that's your infrastructure straight just there and then and it's black and white like that. But my guess is it's pointing to something because it means that it's not the most mature version of you showing up, right? It's the infant structure, a structure of mind that you developed as a young age based around meaning and value that we've put in the back of our mind and it will let run us based upon certain situations occurring that we are going, this is the same as back then. So I reaction, react, reaction a particular behavior. And it's like that. And so it takes time for us to go, hang on a sec. I don't want to feel like this anymore. But if I keep blaming everyone out there, then I don't actually get growth and change. I'm wrapping myself in bubble wrap because I don't know how to. But the problem is actually in the bubble wrap, right? The problem is in me. Now, when I say problem, don't fix it. Problem is to understand it. That's the key difference. And so our ability to not remove the triggers, right? The triggers that we experience in life, they're simply pointing to certain frames of mind, so structures of mind, ways of thinking, ways of seeing the world that we have on the inside, our inner map, and it doesn't match that. And so our ability to go, hang on a sec, why am I responding this way? Have you even labeled the emotion, the feeling, right? And I mean that in the sense of like, is this anger? Is this sadness? Because usually like anger is on behalf of sadness for one, right? But, but what, what actually, what emotion is this that I'm actually experiencing right now? And what's the positive intention of responding this way? Why do I feel threatened in this moment? Why do I feel unsafe in this moment? Am I actually unsafe? Am I actually threatened? Or is there something else going on for me that's, that may not make sense in this current moment, but had it have happened when I was younger, this reaction would be valid. 
And so once we start to see the value behind our reaction, and reaction doesn't always mean behavior. It could be, it could be freezing. It could be thinking a particular way. I apologize for the mechanic noise in the background. But the ability to be able to really see that for ourselves allows us to start to see the value that we hold on the thing that we want to, inverted commas, change. And when we can see that, then we have the ability to, to really make a difference in, in collapsing that structure as opposed to attempting to change it or reframe it. It's seeing the value. Because at some point, the way that you the way that you think or the way that you behave, it served you. And so it's seeing that. If you don't see that, it'll continue because what you resist persists. And on that note, team, I'm done. Thank you very much for tuning in. If you enjoyed this podcast, it would mean the world to me if you'd pass it on to someone else that you think would also enjoy it. If you haven't already, you can grab a copy of my book, Mining Yourself, anywhere online or on my website. All our trainings and retreats and all that's in the show notes. Uh, You should be able to access that on whatever platform you're on. Otherwise, that's me done. I'm out. Until next time, peace and pizza. I'll see you soon.